Welcome back to this week's episode of the Seatown Podcast, where Seattle business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders share their stories with us. I'm your host, Christian Harris. As an owner of indie real estate brokerage here in Seattle, I'm naturally interested in getting to know other local small business owners and organizations to help cultivate a flourishing culture for the businesses that play such a large part in shaping the flavor and character of the neighborhoods that we love so much. So join me as we talk with these fascinating people and explore their stories and why they started their businesses, run a nonprofit, or otherwise are making an impact in the Seattle area. Today I'm joined by Jill Bruyere, the owner of Fitness Revolution in the West Seattle Alaska Junction. Thanks for joining me today, Jill. Appreciate your You're time. You're welcome. Glad to be here. So uh, you know, looking over, you know, kind of your, your bio and stuff, looks like you've you know played competitive soccer. You've been pretty involved in fitness for a long time before. Uh, taking the leap and opening your own your own business, can you tell us a little bit about about your background and why you decided to to open up your own your own fitness place? Um, well, I grew up with three older siblings who are all brothers, mm-hmm. <laughs> so just that alone, I guess, made me tough. Sure. Um, but just nice, I guess, having, um, I guess, you could say, so many like mentors and leaders in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, being the youngest and playing sports, where you get a lot of that um, leadership and working hard kind of mentality. Sure. Um, so there came my passion of just I realized playing soccer that I just felt so good, mm. um, good stress relief. And after playing college ball in New Mexico, um, came back. My first job was personal training downtown for a private gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've pretty much been doing that ever since. But after about 12, 12, 13 years of working there, just starting having these thoughts in my head, maybe I could be doing this on my own, doing my own thing and yeah. in my neighborhood. Um, and I think a big part of that is just having that leap of faith and confidence of, sure, I can do that. Why not? Um, and then here I am today, seven years doing it on my own in West Seattle. Sure. That's, that's awesome. What, uh, what would you say kind of drove you to, to start your own business? I mean, obviously where you're at's a well-known, high-end, you know, athletic club. Yeah, which was a great place to work, mm-hmm. um, and I loved it. I think I just wanted more of the freedom where I could kind of do my own thing. You know, as personal trainers you kind of develop your own niche or your own specialty. Um, and I wanted to be able to attract clients that would fit into that mold as opposed to be working somewhere where you also were kind of told how and who to train. Sure. Um, and it also was during the time where the economy was going down. And so some of the benefits of health insurance, 401k, and that was like going away mm-hmm. and then thinking, well, why not do this on my own if I'm kind of losing those benefits of, yeah. of that? So that was a huge reason for it, too. Sure. Makes sense. Uh, what do you love most about what you do in your business now? Um, just that you're, you're helping people. I mean, I always think every morning when it's early or any time of day, when, when people leave, when they show up, they don't necessarily look forward to it. Uh-huh. Uh, but by the time people are leaving, they're smiling and laughing and you're thinking, you know, I'm probably the best part of people's day. Sure. Um, and part of their health and their happiness. And yeah. So... Stress relief. Sure. No, for sure. That's, that's always how I feel when I go to the gym or when I used to do CrossFit. Like, I, I hate getting there early in the morning. I've always felt <laughs> yeah. great at the end of it and glad I went. Yeah, yeah. Um, with, with how you run your business and the, the types of, of workouts and training you do, uh, what would you say is kind of your, your niche? How do you set yourself apart from uh, the, the plethora of other fitness gyms in the area? Yeah, I, um, my biggest thing is like our models, like get fit, have fun, is that we don't take it too seriously mm-hmm. as and, and I mean that, like, feel good about showing up and getting in your workout because people have crazy busy lives. Maybe you made it twice this week, four times another week. Um, I'm a big believer in just pushing and pulling using your own body weight. Yeah. Um, I don't have super heavy weights. You won't really find anything over 40-pound dumbbells. Okay. Um, because, again, 
to make it more functional to our lifestyles and just to our bodies. Like, let's use our own bodies very well. Sure. Um, and I guess the nice thing about that is that, you know, I cater to people who might just be starting out or getting back into it and they feel like my classes are doable, mm -hmm. but also they're very fun. And even just myself as an instructor, just make it fun. Um, and there's just, there's that population of people, nothing against other programs that um, do more tracking and goal setting of how much weight sure. that you're squatting or benching. It's, these are for people who don't necessarily um, want that, who want to come in and be, and if they missed a week or two weeks, they can come back and jump into a workout and be fine. Sure. <laughs> they want to be able to come in, have fun, not be, yeah, be yeah. ashamed if they're um, not competitively And, uh, and it's lifting. just funny because I come from a competitive background where everything was measured and marked and how fast and how many. And I think just getting older too, I'm just like, I'm kind of done with all of that. Let's not be met. We already have so many measures in life and sure. at work and... How about we just come here and I do my workout and I'm gone. It doesn't have to be how good did you do or did you hit those numbers or what's your weight? Um, sure. So that's crushing thing everyone too. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very like non-competitive from the environment. That's always the first question I get from new clients. Well, is everyone else, can I keep up? And I'm like, we don't compare with each other. We're not. We encourage each other. Um, sure. But yeah, it's not, you don't have to hit certain marks or numbers. Sure. Just come in and do what you can. Sure. Sounds like a, a fun environment. Maybe, mm -hmm. I'll, uh, maybe I'll come and check it out. What, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. What, how does that work with um, people who want to check it out? Is it kind of like first I always um, do a free or? week trial okay. um, just so that people can get a taste of my philosophy and what we do. And I say a week because every workout's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Like I might focus on all abs one day or I might be lower body. Um, sure. Because I know that people will stick with something that they enjoy. And I might not be the right fit for them. Yeah. So come here, give it a few days and really see, you know, before you pay your money, are you going to stick with this? Sure. You know, yeah, as much as I would love your money, I would rather see you returning and coming back and actually doing it. Sure. What, what did you find most surprising or unexpected uh, when you first started your business? How fun it was, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I don't have children, but I always think that my business is my baby. And I want to take care of it. And it's a learning process along the way. Um, there's definitely give me some roadblocks, but also just... Like once I made that jump and said, I'm going to do this, um, just really having that belief and changing, kind of changing my mindset. Cause there are, there's some ups and downs and from leasing your space to people signing up and then quitting. Um, sure. and also just the fitness industry, it's a revolving door, you know, with mm -hmm. people and even with trainers, I guess, um, maybe not quite a surprise, but maybe the biggest thing is just other employees and trainers, people that you want to be into it and take care of it as much as you do. But yeah. again, you're the owner of the business. Sure. Um, so I guess maybe a little bit surprising just how much people can blow you off or not show up, mm -hmm. meaning employees, not yeah, my yeah. clients, um, yeah. <laughs> kind of being prepared for that. Right. Has that been going to happen? Okay. Has that been pretty challenging? I mean, are you, are you still the primary instructor? Or do you have a number? Of yeah. And part of that is because, I mean, I have a, a trainer who's been with me four years and he's okay. wonderful. Um, another trainer in the morning uh, who's with me now and he's 55 and retired. So that's helpful because he's doing it as a hobby. Um, sure. But, the, you know, I've had my run of the mill of trainers and mm -hmm you know, 5.30 in the morning and all your clients are there and the trainer isn't there. That's not always... Yeah, but that was like good. one incident. Yeah, yeah. But it's just funny how that it, one thing can just... Leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I'm thinking, that can never happen again. Um, but it's... It happens. Sure. So maybe give us um, a little backstory. You know, like, how did you grow up? What do you enjoy doing in your free time? Uh, maybe what are some life experiences that prepared you for, for starting and running your own business? My mom got remarried when I was 13 and my stepdad um, was very successful in his business and had his own business. And I think that planted the first seed. Um, 
maybe that it could be something that I could do. Um, and again, like I said, just growing up with, you know, playing sports and older siblings, having a lot, a lot of mentors in my life and yeah. people building my self-esteem and confidence and just always kind of having that attitude like, hey, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can, I can do this. You know, went from in high school, we can win the state championship to I can go on to college and play in college. And Sure. Uh, did you, uh, did you grow up here in Seattle? In or? Federal Way. In Federal Way, okay. Yeah. So you went away to college and came back for your master's degree at UW mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and settled here in West Seattle. I worked um, at the Washington Athletic Club for about six years. Uh-huh. And... I, I missed, had at the time was missing athletics and thought maybe I want to be an athletic director. So I looked into it and UW has a um, master's in sports leadership, okay. which was a great program and I loved it. Um, and I think even the classes I went through there helped me with doing my small business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also teach, that helped me, uh, I teach a health class at the local community college, South Seattle, nice. um, which does require a master's degree. So Okay. That's it cool. opened that door for me too, which I never thought of. Sure, now it's kind of a, a cool, I guess, different different side of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what would you consider one of your greatest strengths to be? Um, probably the biggest one is just being likable, mm-hmm. and in the personal training business, you know, called personal training. Sure, you know, it's very helps. personable, yeah. and if you're very um, likable, that helps with <laughs> getting clients. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like I said, I just kind of have this. You know, let's have fun and not take it too seriously attitude Um, that I think with today's world and the amount of stress and everything that people kind of appreciate having that kind of fun person in their life. Sure. On the kind of the flip side of that, what's one habit that you wish you had? I don't know how to put this, but people always say like, you're too nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So maybe just being able to be a little more stern, I guess, um, if that's the word, but maybe so that that would help me as far as like just when you're with certain people that you have to deal with or just business things, um, just being more stern and and like fighting for yourself. And even when it comes to taxes and rent and your landlord, it's like, you know, fighting for yourself and for your small business. Um, so I I guess that that would be, that would be one for sure. Okay. If money wasn't an issue, what would you do with your life? (laughs) I would travel. Okay. I, my dad uh, was a pilot growing up. We traveled a lot. And I okay. have two brothers now who are pilots. <laughs> okay, nice. Um, Do you get all the family? Uh, I mean, I, I can. And... Uh, one of my brothers works for Emirates. Okay. And so I can get over to the Middle East on his benefits. Nice. And I have been. Yeah. Um, I never had any aspirations of being a pilot <laughs> yeah. or even a flight attendant, but I do love to fly and just explore. I mean, we have so many amazing places in sure. this world and cultures and people. and. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, when you get older and even when you lie to rest, life is about like the experiences you had, Mm -hmm. um, maybe the places you've seen. So I would be traveling. Okay. What would have been the the top uh, places you've been or or top travel experiences? Um, Well, it might be Costa Rica, but I haven't been there yet. I'm going in a week. Okay. (laughs) That's my my next trip. Um, But I definitely liked Europe and probably a lot of that was because of soccer. Like, they're huge soccer fans, and they just, they play just a much cleaner, better style of soccer. But I went there in high school, actually, with a soccer team, and um, just seeing how much they love the sport and rally Uh around it, maybe kind of envious that it's kind of like NFL here in the United States for them. Yeah, it's it's a totally different culture for soccer Um, there, yeah. So that was, um, like, Germany and Sweden, really enjoyed those places, um, I haven't been to Central America or Italy. I mean, I should be going to sure. France. That's my heritage. So sure. The Women's Next World Cup is in France. So maybe in 2000, 
Okay. A nice excuse to get out there. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Okay. It's Saturday night. Well, you don't have kids, so you don't need a sitter. Yeah. So it's Saturday night. Where do you, where do you go? I love to either host like dinner parties Mm -hmm. and do games or with friends at a friend's house. Um, Go out to dinner for a nice meal. I love food. Sure. Um, You're in the right city for it. Not, yeah, yeah. Not much of a movie person, okay. mostly because I'll fall asleep. Okay. <laughs> uh, but like in the, later into summertime of year, I live on Alki, like going out and going for a walk, seeing all the beautiful like lights and water. Yeah. Um, yeah it, if you're looking for like dancing or bar hopping, <laughs> not that I don't like to go to bars, but if there's a good sports game on or dinner party with friends, that okay. would be my first choices. Sure, I can, I can relate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of go back to uh, to the business stuff. If you had to do, to do over, what would you do differently? Um, probably right off the bat, hire trainers instead of me doing everything. Um, and then kind of waiting and saying, oh, I'll build my funds and then hire a trainer. Mm-hmm. Just to, because, so that your clients can get used to it not just being you. Mm-hmm. Um, and having other people to help you run things. Um, Instead of that, I can do everything attitude. I'll do it all. Sure. I'll wear all the hats. Yeah. That's probably the biggest one. Sure. Yeah, that's always the, with all the interviews I do, it seems to be the most, one of the most consistent yeah. challenges is kind of, you know, you're starting out, the thing you have is time, but you don't have money. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, so if you, if you have the money, yeah. you can hire those yeah. things out, but you know, which yeah. comes first. Which right? I would say, you know what, if you have to get a loan or put it in credit card, just yeah. do it up front. Yeah, for sure. Um, what was what would you say is one lesson you learned from from overcoming some of your your business obstacles? Um, just be resilient. There's going to be ups and downs, and then you know once if something happens like the trainer who didn't show up, just like try not to dwell on it. You know yeah. what? You can find someone else. There's somebody else who's great. I have two other trainers who are wonderful. So mm-hmm. let's not focus on the negative. Um, but yeah, just being resilient. It's just part of the process. Good times and bad times. Sure. And how how long have you lived in West Seattle? Um, I've lived in West Seattle about 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, what do you love most about West Seattle? Um, that it just kind of has its own kind of feeling as far as like neighborhood and restaurants. And people always feel like we're on an island out here because mm-hmm. there's a bridge to go over to get here. Yeah. Um, but also feeling like the people who live here, like we're very prideful for our area. Yeah. So for owning my own business too, feeling like, you know, I'm contributing to my community and giving back to my community as well. Like, sure. Yeah, and it seems like it's a very strong community sense, very strong yeah. you know, small business Yeah, and it doesn't community. like blend in with the city, I guess. Sure. Because, like I said, there's a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> We're away a, enough a from the city, but close enough to. Island, yeah. yeah. All right, another situation question. Mm-hmm. You have a friend visiting from out of town. Where do you take them? Uh, I'm like a water person, so anywhere related to the water. Okay. Like, even where I live here in West Seattle um, or downtown and just walking the waterfront mm-hmm. um, in the parks. Of course, that depends on what time of year. Sure. But also like Snoqualmie Falls um, or just riding the ferry. Like I have friends who've come who've never been on the ferries, take over to Bainbridge or Port Angeles. Sure. Um, so obviously things that are outdoor related. And then there's the whole, you know, downtown, the gum wall, the Space Needle and sure. that. Um, Pike Place Market is always a favorite, yeah. so definitely throw a Pike Place Market in there. Yeah, it's always a, always a good excuse to go down and do some, some tours yeah, in your own yeah. city. All right, so as we're getting ready to wrap up here, I'd like to do kind of a lightning round. We'll just do some quick questions, mm-hmm. quick answers. Uh, in the past, what was holding you back from becoming the entrepreneur you are today? Just that fear, fear of failure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the best advice you've ever received? Mm, best advice? Uh, just don't take things too seriously. Okay, I like that. I like that. 
like that. Mm-hmm. It's a good life mantra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's one personal habit that contributes to your success? Probably just commitment. I mean, when I say I'm going to do something, it's like I'm in it and I'm doing it <laughs> until it's how I want it to be or reaching that goal. Just staying committed, again, even with roadblocks along the way or hiccups along the way. Sure. Um, do you have a specific technology or life hack that has changed your life? I don't. I'm pretty bad. I saw that question on there. I was looking at thinking about it. And I look at my phone. I'm like, you know, Amazon and Nordstrom are the most used apps yeah, on my Amazon phone. Amazon Prime amazing. <laughs> Mostly because I'm not big into shopping. I don't okay. have patience for it. So, yeah. um, And I'm just not, even though so many of my clients are, I'm not much of a tracker. Like, how many steps did you take? What was your food intake for the day? Yep. Um, it's just not my thing. And I'm a runner, too. And I don't, what was your pace? How far did you go? I'm Again, I think I've let go of all that because so much of my younger life and college life was just sure. measurements. Whereas sure. now I'm like, I like to go out, see how I feel, and just run and whatever pace I'm running and stop when I don't feel like running anymore. Right. As long as you enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to podcasts? Um, no. Okay. Well, I will not ask you I'm what gonna your favorite one is. I'm going to listen to this then. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you say you don't really watch movies. I was going to ask what your favorite movie is. Yeah, like 80s movies. I just rewatched Goodwill Hunting. Okay. um, Breakfast Club. Nice. Like, yeah, old 80s movies are some of my favorites. Yep. Yep. Those are some classics. If you could recommend just one book to our listeners, what would it be? Yeah, I wrote this one down. It's by Ken Blanchard, and it's it's called Put Yourself in Their Shoes. Okay. And that was a huge lesson that I learned, um, which is all about listen to your customers. Because, again, as a personal trainer, you have this idea of what somebody should be doing and how they should be working out. Mm-hmm. Um, but now when I meet, especially one-on-one clients, they come in and we talk for a good 45 minutes. What's been going on in your life? What do you enjoy doing? What do you, because if somebody comes in and I think, oh, they should be running and lifting up her body mm-hmm. and they can't, you know, and they tell me that they hate running. Like they absolutely hate it. Sure. They're probably not going to stick to it for more than a week or two weeks. So really being, again, listening to your customers, what are they telling me that their aches and pains are? What are they telling me that hasn't worked in the past? What are they telling me that they enjoy to do? And then I can rate, bring, write their program. Sure. Um, again, as opposed to being like, this is what I think, mm-hmm. um, which was probably how I spent the first seven, eight years of training. That's just kind of been something that I've learned along the way. Sure. Um, and everyone's different, so there's no one cookie-cutter program. And um, So, yeah, that is, it's a great book. And I think it's good for anyone. It just also kind of teaches that lesson about empathy, mm-hmm. like put yourself in someone else's shoes. Okay. So it's a good life lesson, too. It doesn't have necessarily have to be related to owning your own business. Sure. I like that. It sounds like it's helped you to kind of put the, the personal in personal journey. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what would you say is, uh, is next for, for Fitness Revolution? Um, I have a really good core group of people, and, you know, I'm always, like, kind of keeping the workouts fresh and new. Um, but also doing – so tomorrow night I'm doing a Zumba night out. At the Hiawatha Community Center. Okay. And it's for my clients. A lady who's teaching it is really great, high energy. and mm-hmm. I, I don't dance. I don't have rhythm. But it sounds like fun. A bunch of my clients are going. So just doing more fun, outgoing things that we can do together because we've noticed that we've kind of become this family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of want to hang out with each other. So for Fitness Revolution, me is just doing more things like that. I guess I would call it like positive outlets. Okay. Things like, you know, I said, tomorrow night, here's your opportunity to come. Pay 20 bucks and do Zumba for two hours. Maybe you've never done it before yeah. and or introduce you to something new. Um, you have talked about doing like cooking classes, grocery shopping, um, 
we're going to a Fifth Avenue play, a bunch of us, in fe- February. So I guess more social things sure. as a way for people to, again, we enjoy each other and we have fun. And people, mm-hmm. are, I think, are missing that in their life. So if sure. I can be the person to kind of organize those things, um, then that just, like with my business, just shows it's more than just you get your work on and you're in and you're out. Sure. So social things yeah that aren't okay. even necessarily related to fitness sure i like that. i mean mm-hmm. it's it, you mm-hmm. know, it yeah it goes hand in hand with kind of the, the community aspect of west seattle you yeah know, make the the business community mm-hmm. and you like hanging out with each other not just working out so. yeah yeah um as we wrap up what uh what's one piece of parting guidance you'd like to leave with our listeners um i guess i'll make it related to fitness and exercise um kind of what we've been talking about but i feel like a lot of people just kind of wait or I'll start here, I'll start then, I'm waiting for this or that. It's just get started with something today, even mm-hmm. if it's 20 minutes of walking. Um, because just getting it started and you'll notice. I mean, even 20 minutes of walking in the fresh air, you're going to feel a little bit better um, and notice that maybe you have a little bit more energy. I feel like people, there's so many things out there, diets and programs, and people are like, which one do I do? How do I figure out? What's the... Sure. Just get out and start doing something. And I know people are busy. And if you have a family, make it. I have a client who told me, like, we do these Friday night fun runs. And she mm-hmm. goes out with her kids, and it's kind of a neighborhood thing. Oh, that's um, fun. Yeah, just, you know, that, again, just falling in line more with my philosophy about it's not, you know, just go out and do it as opposed to writing the correct recipe. Um, because just with people's lives and being so busy... Um, you might not be able to follow that program 100%. And in my experience, when people miss a day or two, then all of a sudden it's like, I'm off this program or I'm off this diet. Sure. Um, think of more creative ways. I mean, and here I am, somebody who owns a gym. It's like, you don't even have to belong to a gym. You can do stuff. If you go on YouTube, there's a zillion videos. Um, yeah. You can do 15 minutes of, you know, a bodyweight workout. But if you're also looking for that social part and a gym and people, like the nice thing too about belonging to a place is that you have that accountability you meet other people. Yeah. Um, that's helpful too. But just whatever it is, and bit on your mind and thinking about, find something today and do it. Yeah, I like that. I think it's apl- applicable to, to most of life. You know, just yeah. mm-hmm. stop stop waiting for the perfect time, perfect plan. It's not going to happen. Just do yeah. start something today. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what's the best way for our listeners to find out more about uh, about your business um, or get connected? Or... Um, mostly if you just go to the website, Fitness Revolution with Jill, um, there's my phone numbers on there and address, but like I said, when I first get a call from somebody, I ask them to come in for a complimentary consultation Mm -hmm. and that's where we sit down and write out their goals. But that's also where I learn about what they've done in the past, what has worked, what hasn't worked. Like tell me everything. And this again goes back to like that book that I recommended is let your customers speak. Um, because also I don't want people to come in thinking, oh, just going to tell me exactly what to do and how, you know, down the road I can, but I want to hear from you first. Sure. And yeah, just, you know, contact me and we'll, we'll meet and talk. And again, like I said, it might, it might be that I recommend something else for you. That's not even my program based on what you tell me. Sure. So if you also just want help with direction, um, I'm not a huge, you know, close the sale. I mean, I know that's business, mm. but like I said, being in the industry that I'm in, you know, you want to close the sale on something that you know that works for that person. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not going to stick to it. And then that's not that's me not doing my job as sure. a trainer. Yeah. So let's just meet and talk. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for your time today, Jill. Um, of course. It's a pleasure sitting down with you and hear a little bit more about your uh, yourself and your, your back business. Yeah, thank you. And thank collaborate you. with other West Seattle businesses is nice, too. Yeah, for sure.
All right, thanks. Mm-hmm. That wraps up this week's episode of the Seatown Podcast. Make sure to check out our guest website, pay them a visit, and help spread the word about what they're doing. If you have any questions, know someone who should be a guest on here or has a story worth sharing, email me at christianharris at seatown.com. That's S-E-A-town.com. I would also be honored if you could go to iTunes and give us a review and a nice five-star rating. We work hard to bring on great guests and provide exceptional content, and getting a review from you is one way to help the podcast rank well in iTunes so others can find and enjoy the show as well. You can also find out more about me, how my real estate brokerage and our unconventional approach can help you with your Seattle area real estate needs or other projects I'm working on by visiting seatown.com, S-E-A hyphen town.com. Today's intro and outro music is courtesy of the Fascination Movement. You can find their albums in the iTunes store. The Seatown podcast creator and host is Christian Harris. You can listen to more episodes and find all our show notes on our website at seatownpodcast.com. That's S-E-A hyphen townpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in a week for our next episode. This has been a Seatown Media Production.